WordPress has like two fields that you would change and they would just absolutely break everything and there was no way to fix it. And it was like the name of the site was one, like you'd change the name of the site and then you couldn't get into the admin and you just would never see anything again. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly all of that thing, all the cool, all that beauty, uh, all the tools that they had created to make it easy. It was like, uh, uh, Okay, when you're in a web browser, you can kind of right-click or control-click, and it says, inspect the element, and that gets you into this whole world where it shows you how the web page works. Yeah. I inspect the element many times a week. Me too. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things, and people (sighs) often don't know it if you're using the Chrome browser. There is pretty much a full-blown web development environment all sitting All of them it. now, all of them, including yeah, Firefox yeah. and Firefox Safari. has a great one. Chrome? I think it's the same one. It's very, they're all very similar at this it's point. It's got to be like off of some fork, but it's this whole world of tools that allows you to peek in and see how Chrome things work. and understand. It's very cool. But the reason that exists is it reacts to, it's reacting, sorry, no pun, there's a big framework called React, to the incredible complexity that's happened to the web. And this is a tricky one because you and I, we sound like old timers. You know, the web is very complex. It used to be simple in my day. But, man, it's tough in there right now. I mean, with a real real world example, we're we're very proud to have migrated off of Medium. All of our content on Track Changes newsletter, which, by the way, you can sign up to. It's not just the podcast. I I should say I'm an advisor to Medium, still love Medium. Medium's great. Doing good with Medium. Medium's really nice. But we wanted to own our own content, have our own SEO. And we we sort of bootstrapped an identity for ourselves on Medium, but now it was time to have our own WordPress blog, essentially. And, And with that came some tweaks to the marketing side and whatnot. And we were on our own hosting environment and we just were controlling things. And there were some rough edges that needed to be cleaned up. And I peered in and I said, you know, this is interesting. I have ideas for some fixes here that are just low hanging fruit. So, so anyway, our head of product, yeah, Chris Lasacco, bless his heart, mm-hmm. said, why don't you just set up your own dev environment and see how things go? Which meant that you turned immediately to me and said, let's set up your own dev environment. And Gina Trapani, uh, another partner at Postlight, bless her heart, wrote instructions on GitHub on how to set up your own dev environment. Now, have did you succeed? No. I hit a wall within about three minutes. So let's back up here, right? By the way, we migrated to WordPress. Right. Bless its heart as yeah. well. And also, people, including us, have trashed WordPress many times. It is a pillar on which the web stands. I think today. in the last couple of years, it got it just got a better story. It got more stable. It is a piece of, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like an enterprise software tool for publishing a certain amount of content. It hits its wall, but it it really is. I mean, it's pervasive and I just, it's a I very powerful tool. Unless you know what you need to do when you're publishing, like unless you have very specific requirements, I wouldn't suggest anything else it just does the job yeah. right and and you know of course there are other industrial strength cms's out there but it, it doesn't actually just job. it makes web pages and everybody knows it so we get on wordpress and paul spends about five hours trying to set up a dev environment now people need to understand this is actually 
important for me to do. Like, I love to understand this part of the world. And when I hit a wall, it's not me getting frustrated and stomping the table. It's me going like, oh, what do I need to learn to see how this new world works? Learning is growth, right? That's right. So we have some incredibly sharp, talented engineers in this company. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the real deal. It's not... You know, maybe because I have twins, I feel that every time we say that, we also need to say we have great designers and wonderful product managers as well. It's all wonderful. But we have a, I think everyone in the organization knows like the, you know, what we say is uh, product leads, design drives, and engineering builds. And And we have this like machine, this forceful engine of engineering. Yes. And so I say that because this is not a spectacular, this is not the the outcome of a spectacular failure, but actually... The status quo of how things work now. Uh, Paul needed five hours. Paul's a relatively intelligent person and could not get this guy. It was five hours straight. And 80% of there, every 80% of what I found was me just learning what the things were, right? Yeah. Let's have an exercise here because I actually do understand where we've gotten to, but I want to do this as if I'm an old man and someone just ran across my lawn and I took my water bottle and threw it at those punk kids. Okay, get off my digital lawn. So I'm going to rewind back. Let's go to 2006, seven. It's all the same, but 2006, seven. And that's a critical juncture year for the web. You got suddenly Google Maps shows up, JavaScript's taking over, Ajax, Flickr. Yes, yes. So I had a website Mm -hmm. on WordPress Mm -hmm. at hosting provider A. Okay. And I decided that there's a much faster, cheaper hosting provider, B. Okay. Okay. I log into WordPress. I need to get my content out first. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. It has an import export facility. I hit export. It kind of blobs it all up. Mm -hmm. The media is in one place. The data, the posts and the users and whatnot are in another place. Mm -hmm. Essentially, I think, and I'm not 100% certain, it was probably an XML file. Yeah, for Um, WordPress back then, sure. Yeah, and it put it in a zip file conveniently and handed it to me. Great. Okay. I set up hosting provider B, Uh moved the domain, Uh did all the stuff that needed to happen. And then I went into the hosting site. Uh There's like a control panel. We should talk about this for 60 seconds. Most hosting providers pretty much use the same control panel for things like password protecting the site. You'd go to a web page and it had like nine little icons. It was like set up your blog, manage your database, change, Correct. add a user. It was that's right. It was very sim- basic, very stuff. very simple systems administration for most for people who needed to host their website, put up a brochure online, do some Correct. stuff. Correct. So. I hit the panel and then I said, oh, I'm going to use WordPress because you don't have to use WordPress. You could use it to be like a personal vanity site sure. or, or a, a comp- you know, a storefront site. Mm-hmm. But I want to use WordPress. So okay. I hit a button. It essentially spun up WordPress, right? which took care of all the nuts and bolts. Well, because actually a database, standing up WordPress, that's right. You got to stand up a MySQL database. You got to right. make sure PHP is installed. In There's place. like a, a little bit of ritual Except that WordPress is pretty good at that like one-click deploy. All Correct. the other pieces fall in line behind it. That's right. And it puts up that that default theme and it just says, hello, oh, yeah. first post or something. That's right. And then I go to the import section of the ad, of WordPress admin. Mm-hmm. Of course, if it creates my username, import section, I import all the data yeah. and there it is sitting there. So I, let's accelerate this. Now the theming, I could bring it over. It'd probably take me a little while. Not not much, actually. It, it's not that bad because there are a set of templates that are pretty 
pretty well defined in WordPress. There's, you know, the blog post, the the uh, category, et cetera, et cetera. And it probably within an hour, hour and a half, I could pretty much be in place. So it's very little overhead. That's 2007. Now, mm -hmm. as we understand technology, more pixels get jammed into screens. Mm -hmm. Computers get smaller. They're in my pocket at this point. Things advance, right? Such that when you look back on the timeline, uh, you would say, oh my God, I can't believe we used to do it that way back then. Right. It's just crazy, right? right? So fast forward to today, and you are trying to set up WordPress. You have the data and you're trying to set it up on your laptop as a dev environment. And it, you for five hours, you are churning through and your console is flying. I'm, I'm sitting next to you and it's just flying by with all kinds of bullshit. Hey, Rich, let's interrupt for a second and tell people that if they need to solve complexity in their own organization, and want to build something really sophisticated that would really, in other, in many instances, demand complexity, they should get in touch with us. We will take really, really baffling stuff and make it simple for you to build new things. And simple to use. We've got That's great right. designers as well. And then we'll hand it off to your engineering team or your in-house product team, and they'll feel really good about it. Yes. That's how we work. We're Postlight, and you can send an email to us at hello at postlight.com. That goes to me and Rich, and we like getting them. Let's get back to the show. Technology on almost all levels has advanced and has gotten better and smarter and faster and sharper and quicker. And, and it's just in all ways has gotten to a place where it's just, it continues its march, right? It's the story of technology, right? How did we end up in a place where what used to take me an hour in 2005, you couldn't pull off in six hours, including bathroom breaks in 2018? How did we end up in that place? How did we end up in that place? The, the way that everything happens with technology, which is that you build levels of abstraction and instead of that, see, I think what's really changed is there isn't one common language of the web. And up until about six or seven years ago, you would learn HTML and then you would learn CSS and you'd learn a little JavaScript, probably jQuery. And it was mostly about dressing up the elements on the page, making them move around, click, accept the terms of service, things like that. Okay. Okay. So everybody who worked on the web kind of had one understanding and it was all about how the web browser interpreted pages and you might use a cms to make pages you might uh, have a back end in wordpress or whatever but the document still prevailed that's right and so most of the work most of the important work on the web happened on the back end you were making pages out of databases you were designing and, and organizing things so that you could show that content and then Around 2010, the front-end revolution just exploded. JavaScript was really, really fast. And this all started well before this, but it just felt like it started to get really up to speed around between 2010 and Some innovations showed up too. Suddenly, front-end frameworks show up. Front-end frameworks allow you to see the web browser truly as a software delivery platform. And not just, sure, like 
Twitter does that or, or Mint does that or your bank does that, right? Like they're not publishing a newspaper. They're creating tools that you fill out forms and you check your balance and they show you charts. Like that's software in a kind of classic way. Not um, pages as a paradigm. Which, which are also like delivering a page is also in a browser is also a software problem, but it's just we're out of the page paradigm. We're thinking, and then you've got stuff floating around in the background that's been going on for a while, like Google Maps, which is clearly not a web page. In some ways, in many ways, a watershed moment in terms of, okay, the web is another thing. That's right. Well, wait, suddenly the web, instead of being a way to deliver pages or to search for things, or even a way to fill out forms and buy things, became a tool for exploring an infinite space. Like it was just like, yeah, it hey, was. Here's a zoomable map of the world. You could never have this on one hard drive. I can't give this to you. Yeah, but you can access it, and you can only access it yeah. through the web browser. Yeah, and and, and the, I mean, it's worth noting. I mean, the interactions were so sophisticated. I mean, you had MapQuest right. and older maps out there. No, but you were always clicking that little plus sign, and they would get you'd zoom in, and it would be like one eighth of the screen. <laughs> It was archaic. It would yeah. be like Broadway. And you accepted it. It was like, wow, a web page is showing me a map. Well, before that, you used to walk around with Hagstrom maps and try to figure out where you were in Brooklyn. Right. I mean, so, so you got these watershed moments, but suddenly you have these frameworks. And the frameworks are saying, they look like HTML a little bit, but they're saying, let's not worry too much about documents. Hey, you're going to have a person who logs in. Well, they're going to have an account component. And the account component, there'll be a drop-down menu that has whether there'll be a little light. And the light will shine if they're uh, logged in or not. And if you click on that light, it'll bring up five other components that will show them like where their friends are. And so now you're thinking about this sort of hierarchy of objects. When you click today on the web, rarely does the web browser turn white right. to take you to the next thing. But now suddenly cloud services are showing up and you can store that data and do things yeah. with it. like. One of the reasons you couldn't have really interesting applications maybe 10 years ago was it was really hard for a place that wasn't like a Yahoo scale to yeah. build the database infrastructure. You can't, it's hard to scale things. If you are going to have a couple million users, like I don't know, you know, Twitter just failed for like four yeah. years. Yeah. And it was such a, like they had a logo, the fail whale that became an icon for it, them it was associated with the place yeah. like the uh, demands of the web it wasn't just that the technology had advanced but also the expectations had changed i think what happened here was a platform like wordpress uh which predates a lot of these innovations and advancements got sucked into the culture today's culture of development of web development and what ended up happening was you put all this sophistication and complexity on something that actually took enormous pride in not having it. Now, first of all, I'm actually probably a little more optimistic and accepting of all this than you are. I think okay. you got really frustrated when you're like, this used to be simple and now it's hard. Right. It's hard because, yes, we have a sense that, you know, things need to be responsive. And responsive can mean a couple things, but it can also mean like you can let the back end computer do lots of work, you can let the server do lots of work to create really interesting on-demand images and experiences for people right. based on what kind of device they're using. Well, how do you do that? Well, you don't just assume that a file with some CSS is going to be enough. You create a little server that adapts the content to how people are looking. That's a good thing. But the abstraction that it introduces and the level of complexity it introduces is pretty bad. It's pretty hard to handle. 
here's the thing that is actually an abstraction that I love is SVG files. They are vector graphics. They scale infinitely. You don't think about that very much. They just sort of fly across the internet. That's a great one because it, it is, they're truly responsive. You need to print a billboard. You can, you need to get yeah. something that's tiny or tied to illustration, things like that. Like there are ways to approach and think through this stuff, but Right now, we're in a place that feels very almost adolescent. We're caught between a simple world where you'd set something up with a couple buttons and everybody knew what the frameworks underneath were to 50 different ways of doing things, different languages. Sometimes people like to deploy things as containers that are all, all the software is wrapped up and ready to go. A lot of the energy in the industry is around doing things that will run on 10,000 computers at once. And a lot of that complexity has come to rest also on processes like setting up one website because that's just where we're at. Yeah, and I think the opening here is taken advantage of by the likes of a Squarespace that is like you're not even ever ever going to see any of that, right? Yeah, we're going to Shopify we're gonna Squarespace. Deliver, we're going to deliver it purely as software with no administration. Can't break it. Look, you don't this, deploy it. This was the proposition of Windows, right? Should deploying a website feel more like using Windows or more like running a batch script. Right. Okay, so Paul, I go through this and it's emotional for me and complicated and I'm not understanding why things are the way they are and complicated the way they are, but I kind of came to a realization. It's not five pages or 10 pages. It's actually a content-driven site and it has complexity. It's a platform. It's a platform. Yeah. And this and is the thing you're trying to get back to a WordPress where it was like, hey, we're going to put 100 pages in the page hole and people are going to come and look at them. And it's not working like that. No, it's there's a system. A it's a system it's and a there's system. a lot more to it. And there's lots of users. It. There's workflow. There's editorial workflow. There's versioning. There's assets, responsive design. There are different, there's architecture and there are pages and posts. I mean, it is large and complex and there's plugins that connect to all that and javascript in the front and php in the back like it is quite a thing it is quite a thing and so for me it's pause i you know i paused and said okay so this isn't straightforward there's a lot of work that had to go into this and the, the complexity level is really there and it's not 2006 anymore and the demands are different and well and remember the task was for people to this is where it's complicated you're a systems guy, you're a platform guy, and you look at this platform. That wasn't the task. The task was to set up a good WordPress environment, you know, with the assets and make it responsive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that everybody kind of did that according to best practices. That's right. What's frustrating to you are the best practices. Yes. Yes. And and I think the the realization, the lesson I've gotten out of this is that the web has changed so dramatically. It has, but let's be let's be really clear here. Complexity is a symptom. It is not a good thing. It's not. And so, like, this and I think is that's not, a bigger conversation. That's right. This is not a criticism of our team. This is a criticism of where we are as a technology culture right now. Here's my observation of all of this. There used to be one way to do things, and the and there used to be kind of one web. I think part of that, your reaction is partly because there isn't one web anymore. There's 20, there's 30, there's the document-based one, there's how academics publish things, there's people uploading PDFs, and then there's interactive software systems that connect to giant databases on the back, and then there's social, and each one of them has its own culture. 
and and the complexities have skyrocketed. They, I, mean, I think that's real. They have because what's really changed is that you're you're writing reactive software that has to respond in real time to human beings doing things and then upon that maybe talk to a server talk forward. to a server and come all the way back and that needs to happen in a couple milliseconds yeah that is a very different way of thinking than if i can publish squeeze, the web page well because the web was if i can squeeze this page over a crappy modem so that it's in front of your face and you can then scroll up and down and read it i did my job yes that is not the job anymore, unfortunately. Because no. and I, I think that. And to my point earlier, did did WordPress have to get sucked into that, like get caught in the river, the raging river? No, it really didn't. Well, and it, there is a way to still do one push button WordPress, right? But not with the front end, and not with the responsive, and it just all gets complicated. There's a lot to do. Yeah. The thing is, Rich, I think. There is no way forward without more abstractions because everything's getting bigger and harder. Well, Rich. We said nothing. <laughs> abstractions are hard. Complexity is hard. We, we thought we, when we walked in here, we really had strong points of view. And as I talked to you, I'm like, oh my God, it's a giant spongy mess. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, everybody you know trumpets a lot of the ease of doing things today. Well, and there's I think there's so, actually a lack of empathy right now in terms so of so many solutions. There's so many solutions, and and when you hand that thing off to that person across the hall, that who's going to pick up the code, um, it's not straightforward anymore. Well, and uh, rarely is the problem the solution shows up long before the problem is made clear. Yeah, you know. No, I mean lesson learned here. It, the web is a far more complex place now. It's a software platform. It's where we live. It's messy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you need us, hello at postlight.com. If we, you're looking for a very complex piece of software. <laughs> or if uh, you need something simplified, because uh, this is the ethos of the place. Like we're, We do like it simple. We do like it simple, but we build big sprawling things. Well, what we do is we make take really complicated APIs and create endpoints and services that make it really simple so we, that people can build products on top of them. Correct. Let's get out of here. Bye-bye.